So we are uh, going to be talking um, about something here called Branch Life. I've titled this sermon, Hashtag Branch Life. And uh, I'll explain what that means here in a second. So I'm confessing something to you all. I am, um, I am an Instagram husband. Now, some may know what that means, and some may not know what that means. But what that means is that my, my wife has taken it upon herself to, to document our entire life and post our entire life on social media, which is, and she's not bad, as bad as some, but basically what that leaves me as is the, uh, is the photographer. So whether we're going to be on a date, I'm going to be taking pictures, and whether we're going to be with the kids at the park, I'm taking pictures, and whether we're going to be uh, just eating dinner, I'm going to be taking pictures. And so for, for a season, I, I, pushed, I pushed hard against this insta-husband life, pushed really hard. Um, and because, you know, sometimes you just, you just want to eat the food. You don't want to take a picture of the food, right? That gets, just gets, you can get a hand clap for that, right? <laughs> My wife's not here today. She's going to crush me, by the way. <laughs> so pray for our marriage. Um, but... This, this is what I pushed against. You know, I don't want to take this picture. Oh, my God, this is just, okay. And then, but for some, something happened. I don't know what shifted, but I just, I just uh, kind of resigned myself to be an Instagram husband, to be that guy behind the photo. <laughs> Somebody has to take the photo, right? And so this is me where I used to, like, snap one photo. Now, now I'm snapping 50, 60 photos. You know, I'm getting down in my stance. I'm like this. I'm, I'm doing my thing, and I'm, I'm picking out spots for her to be in, and I'm saying, this, this is the lighting that will look best for you, babe. How about this backdrop right here? This is going to look really good for you. Oh, babe, this is, this is you. You are perfect. Woo! That's me leaning into my Instagram husband life. And for for some of us, it's, it's dad life, and for some of us, it's mom life. Some of us, it's student life, college life, but there was a moment where I resisted this, and there was stress, and there were headaches, and there were, there were fights and arguments, and now that I'm stepping into it, there's this joy, and there's this freedom, and there's this <laughs> deliverance that, that I am seeing, and my wife loves me more because I am doing the things that she wants me to do, and this is amazing. So this is what I want to talk about today. Right? I want to talk about this role and responsibility that, that God has called us to live in. Much like when you see hashtag dad life, hashtag mom life, you see people are basically saying, hey, look, you know what? My season of being, you know, going, going out and doing the things is, is over, and I'm no longer stressed or feeling the tension between wanting to do this or wanting to be in the season of life that God has called me to be in. And so this is where we are now with this passage of Scripture that we're going to be talking about in John chapter 15, talking about the vine, is that Jesus is the vine, and we are the branch, and he's called us to be the branch and not the vine. And it's, and it's about us here kind of stepping into that role and responsibility and just saying, you know what, I'm just going to be the branch and the freedom that will come from that the rest that will come from that, the joy that will come from that. And so this is where we are today. Hashtag branch life. Say it with me. Hashtag. Hashtag. 
Branch life. All right, so we're going to read this passage of Scripture. It's a, it's a decent, decent length of one. So if you stand with me, um, we're going to try to read this together. I think there's no real, um, more important part of our day here than reading this passage together out loud. So uh, we'll start here if you're ready. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's command and remain in his love. I have told you this so that joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for your word to us today. God, we thank you, God, for, uh, for you declaring who you are in our lives and speaking to us today kind of who we are supposed to be, the roles that we are supposed to walk in, and the rest that we will receive as we step into this place of, of being who you've called us to be. God, I thank you right now that that would be a, a receiving today of your rest, of your joy, of your peace, of who you are a good deposit in our souls that will help us in this season of our life. We thank you. Help us today. Help me preach your word in a way that you would want to be preached. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so there's a lot to cover, so, so we don't stay here all day. I'm going to go pretty quickly, uh, but bear with me here. So John, John 15, you know, Jesus starts off with this, this statement, I am the true vine. And my father is the gardener. And so he's, he's setting the scene. So, but there is some context here that I don't want to just kind of gloss over. because I feel like it's really important for us to understand what Jesus is trying to say in this moment. Now, this is one of his I am statements, one of the seven I am statements that he makes in John where he's declaring who he is as God. He's declaring his divinity. He's saying this is who I am, who I who I am to you, who I will be to you, what I can do, what I can accomplish. And so he's saying all of these things in this statement, I am. But he's saying, I am the true vine. And so it means something that he's the true vine. He's not saying I am the, the, the true limb or the, the true olive tree or the true branch. He's saying, I am the true vine. What does that mean? And what would that have meant to the disciples? Now, the, the, the Israelites were supposed to be the true vine. We read in the Old Testament in, um, I think it's in Psalm chapter 80 and Isaiah chapter 5, God talks about him 
taking this vine, Israel, and planting Israel into um, the, the land of Canaan, taking them out of Egypt, putting them in Canaan, and they were supposed to, to be planted there and cultivated by him and grow up and to uh, span out into the world and be a blessing to all the world and, and show God and display God's righteousness and his justice throughout the earth. This was what they were supposed to be. And his indictment on them in Isaiah chapter 5 is that where there was supposed to be righteousness and where there was supposed to be justice, there were cries. There, were, there was hurt. There was unrighteousness. They were unjust. And so he gives them this indictment that you were supposed to be divine for me, but you are not divine. And so Jesus is saying here that he is the true vine. Now, he's also making a, a statement here because obviously they have this, this religion that they have that's a, uh, the law. And it's a, it's a works-based religion that requires you to do and do and do and do and not be, be, be. And so as they are, as they are doing the things and trying to be righteous in, in this attempt to be the vine... They've, they failed and they failed and they failed and, and God would express or extend his mercy and his grace, but they would fail and they would fail and they would fail. And so Jesus is saying here, that system is over and done with. What they could not do, Jesus is saying, I, I will do. You can't do it, but I can do it. I am the true vine. And this is Jesus making this statement and he's, he's with his disciples. And here's a little bit more context. He's with his the disciples. They've just left the upper room. They um, had the Last Supper. He's foretelling of his death. He's foretelling of his betrayal. So you can imagine as they were walking through this, this valley, heading to the garden, and there's vineyards in the valley. And so he begins to, to kind of point to the, the vineyard and the vines in the vineyard. But you can imagine the disciples, because the disciples are hearing, I thought, I thought that you were going to establish a kingdom here on earth, man. What's going on? Like their leader, he's, about, he's, he's telling them he's going to die. He's going to leave. And I can only imagine what they're feeling in this moment. That They're just like, what are we going to do? What are our next steps? What's going on? I don't know what to do. They're looking at each other with their hands on their head and saying, this guy's talking about he's, 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 he's dying. <laughs> I'm going to prepare a table for you. What? <laughs> what does that mean? And they're... And they're, 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 they're stressed. I can, if, you, if you, I know I have in my own life experienced a, like a, a, you know, a phone call that someone in my family um, is, is, has a, a prognosis that's terminal, right? Um, or, or something's happening and they're not going to make it. And, and so I can empathize with these disciples in this, in this place that they're, they're hurting. And you can imagine as Jesus is saying these things to them, I am the true vine, what that would have meant to them. This was meant to be a comfort for them in this moment, right? That, that yes, this, this is happening. This kingdom that you're thinking is happening uh, is a kingdom that, that is not happening, but the kingdom that is happening is one that can sustain and can support you, that this true vine is me, and I'm not, not going anywhere. I'm not going to fail you. I am faithful. I am God. I am for you. I'm with you. It's going to be okay. And then he's, he's also kind of instructing them in this moment, I believe, because there would have been uh, a temptation to kind of fall back into their old religion, right? As Jesus would have, have been murdered, as Jesus is murdered on the cross and, and they've all ran away and scattered and gone back to their old jobs, they would have been tempted to just kind of go back to their old way of living, of doing and doing and doing and doing, trying to, trying to do things to 
uh, to, to reach God instead of God doing things to reach us. And Jesus is, is comforting them in this moment. Don't go back to that. That doesn't work. It's never worked. I'm the true vine. Remain in me. Remain in me. And so this is, this is meaningful to us. This is their context because this is where we are. We're, we're in 2020. I can just say 2020 and you know what I mean, right? I don't, I don't have to describe what's going on in this year. We're, we're all just kind of sitting here waiting for what is going to happen next. The election's happening next, so I just wanted to point that out. Um, but we are in this place of just trying to figure out things, and we are all at some point or another asking God, hey, God, what, what are we doing? What, what's going to happen next? What, what do I do? How do I make plans? And hear the words of Jesus this morning. I am. I can just say I am. Right? And I think some of us know what that means. But he's saying I am the true vine. I can, I can support this. I've got this. I've got you. I'm in control. I'm for you. I am with you. I am the true vine. And this is, this, this is meaningful, I believe, to us. And then I believe for some of us who are, are believers in this room and we're, we're thinking about, man, what, what, is it, what does it look like for me to grow in my Christianity? What does it look like for me uh, to get close to God? Uh, maybe for those of us who are not believers in this room and we're, we're trying to come here and figure out how do, I, how do I become better so that I can know God how do I do better things so I can uh, be close to God? Hear the words of Jesus in the vineyard saying he is the true vine, that you can't do it. That's the story of all of us. We can't do it. We, we all fall short. But Jesus does not fall short. And so he is the true vine, and this is the vine that we can kind of be grafted into, that we can, we can be connected to. And as long as we remain in that vine, we don't have to worry about doing. We just have to worry about being, right? And so this is, this is where we are, this provision of Jesus as the true vine for us in this place. And so this brings us to... Uh, this situation where they're in the, uh, the, the vine. And so you can imagine if they're looking at the, the vine and Jesus saying, well, I'm the vine, and then my father is the vine dresser. It really only leaves one, one thing for you to be, <laughs> that you are what? <laughs> You're the branch. Now, I know for some of us that's not super inspiring for us, right? I'm basically saying, hey, you are a stick, Don't really get too pumped up and excited about that type of picture for yourself. But I don't, I don't think I'm not, you know, obviously you're not a stick, and that's not the kind of branch that he's talking about here, right? But even if you picture the greatest and biggest branch that you can think about, do you really want to be a branch? No, but, but in this passage, this is what God is calling us to. And it's, I don't necessarily think this is meant for me to inspire you, but I think it's meant to, to provide some relief for you this morning is that you don't have to be the vine, that you are just the branch. And I think that's going to be okay. <laughs> that's going to be okay. Um, I mean, I'm thinking about when I, was, when I was a kid, and I wanted to be 
you know, when I was a kid and I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do because my mom would say no. And mom, if you're listening, that was your favorite word. And I don't understand why you always said no all the time. But um, I know she's listening, so I'm going to get in trouble for that, too. Um, <laughs> but there's, there's this, this no, right, um, that I always felt. And I was just like, you know, I just want to grow up, man. I just want to stop being a kid so I can do the things that I want to do and be an adult and make my own decisions. And now I'm an adult. <laughs> Right? And all the adults are thinking the same thing that I'm thinking. Man, I just want to be a kid again. <laughs> I just don't want to have to deal with all the responsibilities of being an adult. Let me go back to being a kid where I didn't have to kind of make all of these decisions and figure all these things out. And so what I'm not saying here today, if you were a kid in this room, enjoy being a kid. <laughs> enjoy being a kid. Um, but if you're a believer in this room, today, what I'm saying is, enjoy being a branch. Enjoy being a branch this morning. Um, all the pressure is off of us. We don't have to be perfect. We don't have to try and figure things out. We don't have to perform. We don't have to walk in anxiety anymore. All of the things that we are stressed about, God's got it because he's the vine and we are the branch. Um, now, for some of us, the question might actually be, am I actually connected to the true vine? Or am I connected to a false vine? Now, that's, that's a question, right? Because the, if you're a branch, the branch is, the branch, you know, the picture of the branch, the branch is dependent upon its root structure or the vine that it's attached to, to get its, its energy and its nutrients from. And so, um, you know, the question for some of us today would be, uh, am I connected to this, this true vine or am I connected to a, a false vine? And is the vine that I'm connected to, is it, uh, what's the question I want to ask today? Is the vine that I'm connected to able to support and sustain my life? Can it handle the weight that I am putting on it? The weight of my life, the weight of my future, the weight of my eternity, and how long will that something or someone last? That's a really good question. Are my hopes and my trust in someone or something, or maybe it's just in myself, and when, and when it ultimately falls apart, and it will, and it does, or maybe it doesn't, and you reach the pinnacle of this thing that you're climbing, and you look down, and you're still dissatisfied with your life, you're asking the question, what what happens next? What has this vine provided for me? And so Jesus is saying, I'm the true vine. All of those questions are answered in Jesus is the true vine this morning. And so for some of us, again, it's not necessarily which vine are we connected to. It might just be, uh, am I trying to be the vine? <laughs> Right? Am I trying to be divine? Am I, am I trying to pr pursue things that God hasn't called me to pursue? Am I, am I trying to be in relationships that God hasn't called me to be re in relationship with? That's a really good question. Are we trying to be someone that God hasn't called us to be? And so that's when we're connected 
or trying to, to be, we're connected to Jesus, but we're, we're trying to kind of add additional vines into our life to support us and do things. And, um, and let me just be honest with you guys. For, for me, when I've done this, it has always failed. Me as divine always fails. Me as divine always ends up with me disappointed, with me stressed, with me anxious, with me dissatisfied. It never ends up with me walking in righteousness. It's typically self-righteousness. <laughs> um, and at the very best, at the very best, me as divine is very limited, right? There's only so much that me as divine can, can support. And so once other things become attached to me, they begin to suck the life out of me. And where, where do I end up? I end up dry <laughs> and upset and tired and worn out and burnt out. And ultimately, I end up really uh, uh, distant or feeling distant from God. But this is the good news for us, that we don't have to be the vine. We are the branches, right? That's good news, right? Is that good news to somebody this morning, right? And so all we have to do as a branch is be grafted into the true vine of Jesus by the Father. And then we just have to stay there, remain there, live there, like make that your home. That's our only job is to, is to connect and stay. Don't run away. Just don't go. Um, and what this does for us is that this brings us into relationship with the Father. The divine and the vine dresser, they've always been connected to each other. They've always been working together. and They've always been doing their thing. Like they're the it crowd. And, and we're on the outside looking in and we're saying, we want to be a part of that. And then Jesus is saying, we're going to graft you into this vine. And by being grafted into the vine and the father comes close and now you're in his presence. And we who were far away, now we've been brought near to God and we can experience him and we can know him and we can grow in him. And this is the blessing that we get, the provision that we get, is by, by being connected to the true vine, we get the Father. We get the vine dresser. It says here in verse, in verse 2, it says, he, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while the branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Now, <clears throat> now this is an interesting passage, uh, one that, that you, know, you can look at as well as another passage here that talks about kind of what it looks like to not bear fruit. And so it's a debatable passage. It's a, one that we can get into theologically. And I'm just going to leave that for Pastor Eddie, right? So that's not going to be for me to discuss this morning. Uh, <clears throat> so I hope you appreciate that, Pastor Eddie, kind of leaving some work for you today. But, but what this is really saying is that Christians are known by their fruit, right? That when you look at an apple tree, what should you see? apples. And when you look at a Christian, what should you see? You should see Christ. This is what this is saying. And so to, to debate the, the security or insecurity of, of a Christian, whether they're going to heaven or going to hell, I think is missing the point here of this passage. I think the main point that Jesus is trying to get across, especially to the disciples, is that is there a possibility that you can have a, a, uh, a life filled with vitality, a life in him that is filled with hope and joy and filled with his love and is promising? Is that a possibility for you if you're connected to the vine? The answer is yes. And this is what this is talking about. A victorious life in Jesus is being a branch connected to the vine. And so what do we get? We get the Father. 
And when he comes close, what do we get? We, we get blessings. We get cars. We get houses. We get success. We get everything that we've ever wanted. We get to all of our problems go away and they never come back. That's what we get when we get grafted into the vine. No, it's not what we get. I actually have no in my notes right here. <laughs> you guys said it. What do we get? We get we get pruned. <laughs> we get pruned. We get we get entered into process. Um, that's the blessing that we get, and it is it is a blessing. So I'm not I'm not going to say it's not. But that this is this is what we get when we get the Father. That the Father wants us to look more and more like Jesus. He cares about what His vine looks like, right? So He's He's going to begin to 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 do some things as He comes close to help us to grow us. And it, you know, it doesn't feel good. I know everyone in the room will sign up for more fruit. All hands go up. Who wants more fruit? Who wants to be pruned? Yeah, see? Now all the hands went down. <laughs> and JC, the only really super spiritual brother in the room, goes, give me more of the pruning, God. Uh, but many of us can look back on our life, can look back at situations in our life, and we can see uh, where, where God has taken us through a process, and, and we can all say, man, if it wasn't for that situation, I wouldn't be who I am today. If it wasn't for, for that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know this. And so God has done something in my life. Man, that was, that was hard, but it was good for me. Now, I know we, I mean, it was good for us. And we're not raising our hand saying, <laughs> give me more of it, right? We're not, we're not doing that, but we, we are saying, God, thank you for doing it. Thank you for taking me through the process. And so this is the father. This is the task that he does as the vine dresser, that he begins to come to the vine and he begins to uh, cut things that are, are blocking the sun from being able to, to kind of uh, shine its rays on the, the fruit. I'm not a, a vine dresser, so I don't know any of this terminology, but I'm just saying, saying things. I hope this makes sense. Um, so he begins to cut things away that's, that's blocking the sun, sunlight. He's beginning to cut things away that's, that's uh, preventing uh, you from receiving or the branch from receiving all of the nutrients that it should be re- receiving, right? Um, if the branch is, is low on the ground, he's, he's beginning to uh, cut the weeds away that, that may grow up to try to pull the branch down to the ground and pull it into the dirty stuff. <laughs> so that's what the vine dresser is doing. He's invested in the branch. Isn't it great that the Father doesn't leave us for ourselves, defend for ourselves? That as the vine dresser, he comes and he helps us as the branch, and he comes close. He comes close. I don't know if I have a, a do I have that picture of uh, the vine dresser? No, maybe? Yeah, look at that. Look at this picture here of how close how close the, the, uh, the shears are, but how close with God's hands basically touching, touching the vine and touching the, the fruit and the branches. Like, so for some of us, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm really trying to say here is you're looking at this picture, what, what you're seeing is how close God is. So for some of us in some of our discomfort and pain that we are, are feeling and some of us may even feel that we are, are distant from God. Some of us may have, have 
uh, been dealing with some, some sin in our own, our own life, and, and we feel like we've caused distance from God. But what you're really feeling is conviction of God, and what you're really sensing right now is that the Father is close. He is close. He's not far away. And that's the blessing of the Father. That's, that's, that's him being close, close to us. Some of us, we may feel the Father is far away, but the reality is that he has never been closer. So, continue as there's a lot more to say here. Jesus, Jesus says, remain in me in verse 4. Remain in me as I also remain in you. It says, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I believe this verse here is... Uh, is is appropriate because if anyone is like uh, me and you get pruned and you, God is taking you through process, our first, you know, inclination is to run away. <laughs> like, I don't want to be here, man. I got to get out of here. And so Jesus is, is saying here, don't run away, man. Remain. Just, just stay. Don't leave. Somebody needed to hear that today. Don't, if you're online, don't leave, right? Jesus is saying, stay. And if you stay, if you remain in me, I will remain in you. And there is relationship that's there. It is a two-way relationship, not a one-way relationship that Jesus is talking about. And if we remain in him, he will remain in us. Right? This is not one of those things where, we, where we're just having to perform for Jesus and we're having to cling to him and he's running the opposite way. That's not the relationship. That would be a pretty toxic relationship, pretty unhealthy. Now, for some of us, it it is the reverse, right? Where Jesus is clinging to us, and we are running the opposite way. Jesus is saying, remain, 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 and we are saying, let me just take a break. That is what we call a very unhealthy relationship. And this is what Jesus is describing here, that if you don't remain in him, the relationship becomes unhealthy. And if we were to look at your life, I don't think we're going to see Jesus. I don't think we're going to see the fruit of Jesus in your life. And that's what he says. (laughs) You remain in me as I remain in you. And no branch can bear fruit by itself. You can't do it. It wouldn't be possible. But if we remain in him, it would be possible. And what is this fruit that we're talking about today? Are we talking about, as I mentioned before, uh, money, cars, respect, clothes? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was getting ready to sing some rap song, and uh, it wouldn't have been good. It wouldn't have been good. Um, <laughs> but... This, this, is, this is a simple analogy. Apple, again, I will use the apple tree because that's all I know. I went to an uh, apple uh, farm not too long ago, and so that's all I can picture. But if you're an apple tree, you're going to produce apples, <laughs> right? Um, and so if, 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 you, are con- uh, if they, you are a branch that was connected to the apple tree, what's, what's being produced through the sap and all the stuff that's happening there should produce apples. In the same way, if you were connected to the vine, the vine of Jesus, What's, what's flowing through the vine? What's flowing to the branch through the vine? It's the spirit. And so what fruit should we expect to see on the branch 
We should see what? The fruit of the Spirit. That's the fruit that we're talking about. We're not talking about, uh, you know, things. We're talking about God's trying to do some character work in us. Fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22. Love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness, self-control. I got them all. Uh, that's, that's what he's doing, right? That's what he's trying to produce in us, to be more and more like Jesus. Jesus was perfect in all of these things, and he's trying to produce that in us, not external but internal things that he's trying to produce. So he goes on to say here, in verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Again, he's repeating the same things over and over again. But there's something that I wanted to point out here is what you see in verse 5. That he went from, in verse 2, from fruit to more fruit to verse 5. That he's wanting to produce much fruit. So there's, there's something happening here. There's a, a progression. And I don't believe that the much fruit is about quantity. He's talking about quality. This is what I believe he's saying. I want to produce quality fruit of the spirit in your life. Because how many of you know you can get as, as much, like, give me more patience, God. Give me more patience, God. But if you're not exhibiting <laughs> really good patience, then, then I don't necessarily know that that's, that's what God wants to express in your life. That's not the fruit that he wants to express. So he's beginning to, to move things away so that you can, you can produce not just, not just some, some aspect of his fruit, but he wants to produce a quality, quality love, quality of joy and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and goodness and faithfulness and self-control in your life. Character is never about quantity. It is always about quality. And I think we believe God is wanting to produce in us trans- transformational integrity in our souls to make us more and more like Jesus. Mm. I'm getting a little long in the tooth here, so I'm going to try to speed this up <laughs> just a little bit. Um, it's a lot to say, but he goes on in, in John 15, verses 8 and 11. He says, this is, my father's, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. And he goes, if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. I love this verse in chapter 8 where he says, This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be disciples. So he's already described the, the what Right? The what that we're going to bear, which is the, the fruit of the Spirit character. He talked about how he's going to bring that about in our life, which is through pruning process, which we all love. And then now he's talking about why. Why? Well, really, he's talking about who. Who the fruit is for. And you know, the fruit is not for you. <laughs> uh, this is uh, something that's uh, revelatory for my own life. But what he's trying to produce in me is really not for me. It's not for me to be really excited about me being super patient, but it's about those people that experience me, that they would experience Christ, right? That the the apple branch does not reach down and pick up the apple and then eat the apple. That that would be weird, (laughs) right? And and so in the same way, uh, for us, 
the, the fruit that God wants to bear in our life is, is, is not for us to consume, but it is for others to consume. And I am, I am, I am, it's a tough one for us, right? Because we are, or at least for me, you know, I'm, I'm a little selfish, a little self-absorbed, very super introspective. So, you know, the fruit not being for me, like, what is that about, Jesus? <laughs> but um, but I, I am in awe that the Father would decide to, to use us in this, right? When you, when you think about it, that God is in perfect unity, perfect harmony, and in, in perfect relationship with it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, three in one, and they don't need us. He's all-powerful. He can do whatever he wants to do. But for some reason, he has decided to use us to express himself through the world. I mean, I am, I am in awe. I hope you guys are in awe of that, that he would choose to use broken vessels like us to express himself to the world. Um, that is something for us to really, really think about. But so that others would experience the true nature of, of, of Christ expressed through his character, this is, this is how God wants to do it. And he wants people to look at us and look at God's vine and say, man, God's vine is so much better. Like, why, why are they so filled with joy? Why do they have so much love? How do they care in that way? How do they, how, why are they so gentle and kind and respectful and, and walking in righteousness and justice? What's different about them? The difference is that we are the, connected to the vine. That's the difference. You know, it's, it would, there are so many organizations out there that are big, right? And they have big buildings, right? And they have lots of people in them, and they give lots of money, and they're charitable. And so, like, how can, how can the world see the difference between us and them? It's not by things. It's by character. It's by character. And so this is what God is trying to, this is what he's trying to produce. How can my, how can my kids know Christ? How can, they, how can they see Christ in me? It's not by me giving them things. It's, it's by me loving them, me being patient with them, me being kind with them, me, me being caring for them. That's how they're going to see the difference between me and maybe some other father they see with their two sons, right? Side by side. How do your coworkers know that you walk with Jesus? It's, it's, it's not because of the job that you do, but it's about the character that you express outwardly towards them. And this is what God is trying to produce in us. The fruit is not for us, it's for others. And then he, this is where I'll, I'll land here today, uh, family. He goes, you know, in that Verse 9, where he says that the, the Father has loved me, so I have loved you, and I remain in my love. Uh, this is the answer to the question of where. Where, where do we remain? Where do we as a branch kind of stay? What, what room uh, do we kind of lock ourselves into? And this is, this is it, love, in his love. We've been, again, as I mentioned before, we've been brought into this perfect relationship with Jesus, right? Um, there's really no... no uh, great analogy for it, uh, so I, I won't try to create one, but there's, there's this, this relationship that's happening, this communion and this union that Jesus has. It's a marriage, and he's invited us into that, into that love that they're expressing towards one another that's perfect. He's bringing us into that, and this is where he says, just, just stay there. Just stay in his love right there. If you have to every day wake up and remind yourself that Jesus loves you, <laughs> Sing the song. Yes, Jesus. Reggie looked at me like I was getting ready to sing. I'm not going to sing the song, Reggie. 
I saw him wanting, he wanted to come and get on the keys real quick, but I'm not, we're not going to do it. Yes, Jesus loves me, for the Bible tells me so. What a song, man. What a song. And that's something we should be reminding ourselves of every day, because that perfect love is what cast out fear. That love is what's cast out doubt. That love is what's cast out our anxiety and all of our cares and all of our insecurities and all of our issues and our depression. Jesus loves us despite all of that. He expressed that on the cross. Even yet while we were still sinners, he died for us. It's a faithful love. It's a forgiven love that we should remind ourselves of every day. Romans 8, 35 and 39, 30, 35 through 39. I'll read it because it's just something that we should be doing as we are trying to remain. We should be using this scripture every day. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? So trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword. As it is written, for your sake, we, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither present, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What a passage. You are never separated from the love of Christ. There's nothing that you can do that would push God away. There's nothing that you can do that would, that would divide you from him, that he has perfect love. And this is the love that we serve out of. It's not the love, it's not, hey, I'm going to serve now God loves me. No, he loves me now. Now I, I serve him. So I'm telling you these things today, family, in the same way that Jesus told the disciples these things. He says in verse 11, so that his joy may be in you, and your joy may be complete. That you are your tank, so to speak, like what you run on, right? The joy that God wants you to run on wouldn't be empty, but it would be full to capacity, and that you would, you would know it, and you would experience it, it wouldn't be based on your circumstances. It wouldn't be based on what's happening around you, but it would be based on the fact that he loves you and that he is for you and that he is sustaining you, that he is supporting you, that he is God and he is the true vine. I don't necessarily know what anybody may be going through this morning, but I know what I'm going through. <laughs> I don't know what anybody may be facing in circumstances. Maybe it's marital troubles. Maybe it's it's financial difficulty, or you're just, again, we're in 2020, so it can really be anything right now. And you're asking the questions the disciples asked. And you're trying to figure out, man, what am I supposed to do? What is happening next? Hear God say this morning, I am the true vine. Will you just be in me? And let me be in you. Let me work in you, and I'll work through you. Hear, hear God say this morning that if you are struggling with sin, that he is the great grafter of branches into the vine, and there's nothing that separates you from his love, and that you can be attached to his vine 
have to worry about performing anymore. You don't have to walk in condemnation anymore. But you can walk in victory today. There can be peace for your soul today, rest for your soul today. Hear today, family, what God is saying to you. If you can just take a moment and close your eyes and, and kind of just look, picture a vineyard this morning. Picture yourself on the vine as a branch. And picture the Father looking at the landscape and Him carefully coming close to you and beginning to care for you. You're in this process and He's got you. He's caring for you. He's supporting you. He's sustaining you. He's making you better. He's trying to produce His fruit in you. This is the truth, the life of the branch. And our job is just to remain and just to stay and to be in his word and be in prayer. Father, help us this morning. Help us this morning. God, I thank you for your word to us this morning. That there's a rest for us as we step into the life of the branch. As we step out of trying to support and sustain our own lives. As we step out of trying to, to do and do instead of being and being. God, we thank you this morning that you're reminding us of who we are and who you are. And if we just remain in you, we walk in relationship with you, and there is joy and our joy would be complete. Help us, Father, today. We thank you for your word. Change us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen.